Attention Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. Nick, you know what? It kind of sucks. So we we did a two-part breakdown last week, or this week, and half of it didn't record. There was uh, technical difficulties on my end, I think, and everything I was saying wasn't getting recorded, so I apologize, and it kind of sucks that we have to redo this, but at least we get to talk about my pet deck again. (laughs) I know. I think you're more excited. (laughs) Yeah, I I meant to do that because I just love talking about Dragapult, so... (laughs) Oh, I, I'm glad we get to talk about it again. But, you know, it's a good... I really enjoyed this chat, and I, I look forward to playing this deck myself, too. So. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a ton of fun. Um, so, you know, no spoilers. Uh, we're, we're breaking down Dragapult VMAX, uh, and it's new toys, mainly uh, Banette, which de-evolves uh, your opponent's bench Pokemon, which... With all these VMAX running around, it's very fun to do to them. Uh, and then also with just the disruption portion, uh, in, with adding Clefairy into the mix, it could really disrupt even those tag teams and those ADPs and all that stuff. Um, and before Eternatus came back into, into, or not came back, but before Eternatus came into the meta, Dragapult was the meta. And that was really the only thing that kind of scared it away. And now with these tools, I feel that, you know, we'll go into depth with, with talking about these. But I feel there's no reason why he can't be part of the, like, the main part of the meta again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we got we to gotta go into a couple examples here. So let's talk about the effectiveness of these two toys here, um, mm-hmm. these two upgrades. Annette, so let's start with that, with the Curse of De-Evolution. Um, you know, how how are you seeing this so effective out in the play right now? Uh, you know, just uh, not really just in the matchups, but like in your general strategy with it. Mm-hmm. So the general strategy, uh, if you if you know you're playing against a deck that evolves, which is most of the time it's going to be those VMAXs. But there are other decks that do evolve, like the, the Baby Zard, for example. Um, what you want to do is you want to get a Shuppet up on the bench, uh, and then you want to knock into the active, because Jagapult still doesn't hit uh, super hard compared to all these other VMAXs, so he's not going to one-shot things. So you'll, you'll hit into your, your target, and then you'll send him onto the bench with either uh, a boss's orders, uh, pull something else up, or even a Fion, and... Then he goes on the bench, and you de-evolve him, and he either just dies right then and there, or you can just hit him again with uh, some of that ping damage, and down goes the big the big guy that wasn't active, that was, you know, kind of in the way of Dragapult succeeding uh, before you know this tool came came about. Right. I mean. The fact that, and, and the best part is too, if you if you knock out something by putting it in the bench by the de-evolution, you're already mm-hmm. following up. You're like skipping a turn, essentially. You get to do additional mm-hmm. damage that turn to the next active Pokemon that they select. So, yes. you, you know, we, you can easily see turns where if they put up a single price, they're not realizing, you know, or like if you did a Fion switch, but if you boss this up a single price, you could be taking three prizes in one turn 
for you know a, a, for a V and a single prizer because of the damage, or setting up for additional damage into the next big guy that's in the in the active spot. Yes, yeah. So it's it's an effective tool, and if you if you spread the damage out correctly, a lot of the times I, I've I've noticed at least on the ladder right now nobody's been playing this tool, so they're not really expecting it. So it's a pretty fun um, fun addition. Well, the the other tool that we're seeing that you've you know you you I've seen you use to great effect is actually a little an, a little bit of an older card coming from Rebel Clash is that Clefable. Yes, it's super effective, um, especially against those decks that you don't necessarily want to de-evolve because they're either tag teams or just heavy basics. If you put two Clefairies up on on your bench, you could get that Clefable out on top of your hammers and really disrupt your opponent's energy to buy you some time to really kind of affect the outcome in your favor. Um, a, a big, I guess we'll just jump into it, a big, hold on, we'll just pick it up right after I said, I guess we'll jump into it. Okay. Oh, a second, I'm trying to think. This comes into play big against like an ADP. So say he gets off an aggressive turn and he gets off that ultra creation. If you've set up the turn before with a Clefairy or two, you could now evolve him into a Clefable, scoop up net, and then do it again. And so now he went from two energies and just about to, on his next turn, start spreading energy out um, with his, with his uh, main attack. Now he has no energies, and if they don't have a Zoshian already set up, which a lot of times they don't early game, you're just so ahead of the energy race and damage race at that point where basically the ADP player has really not, not much of a chance. Right. I mean, the fact that you're putting the energy back on the top of their deck, yeah, mm -hmm. for some decks... You know, that's not that big of an issue. It's just like a Team Yell Grunt goes back to the hand or an Intellion Hydra Snipe goes back to the hand. You know, sometimes it's not enough. But against tag team decks, especially ADP, uh, for example, Prankish just shuts that deck down and slows it down. And I, I, I want to yeah. take it one step further. I've seen this to effect against Oranguru decks. Yeah. So, you know, you're talking, they're, they're trying to control what they get next. It might have been, you know, I've seen it with the welder who's used against me when I'm playing Leon Zard. I'll put a welder back because I can't play it this turn. And I want to guarantee I have it or uh, like a rare candy. And all of a sudden, now I'm not getting the card that I intended. Yeah. Um, that can, yeah, that can dras that drastically impact the game. And I think it's interesting to see to start to see this card come back, you know, or actually enter into the, the, to the Dragapult realm. Yeah. You didn't see a lot of this in the early renditions of Dragapult, but I definitely think it's a, a, a necessity in the deck right now. But yeah, to go back to that point is it's, it's not only energy disruption, it's also controlling your opponent's top deck. And a lot of times, especially if they have a low hand size, it really can screw them over because they're not getting that supporter they need or have a chance at the supporter they need because you know it's just going to be another energy. I think it's time to get into the meta matchups, though. So yeah. 
Uh, I think we want to start off with, actually, because of the new toy, uh, some highly more focused evolving decks. So let's let's talk Colossal. We did a whole episode on Colossal, you know, yep. but we did it from the perspective of Colossal. What about from the perspective of Dragapult? How does this matchup look? I find it's very heavily favored in the Dragapult uh, players' favor. I've played the matchup in the last uh, week and a half or so. Uh, five times, and I'm 5-0 and oh against Colossal. Um, I feel that Colossal's just a little too slow early game compared to Dragapult, and especially if you're controlling top decks of energies and they're not quite set up, you're, you're hurting them, and even if they are getting what they want and you're not quite energy denying them, you just do the strategy with Bennett where you're hitting them hard. It might take two two hits, but you're also spreading damage to, you know, another bench Pokemon, and by the time you have that, you can just send him off to the bench and de-evolve him, knock out him as well as something else at that point, and you're probably taking at least three to four prizes on that turn, and he just too, it just takes him too long to recover to come back, and really kind of do damage to to Dragapult. Plus he has the resistance so Colossal's not hitting him as hard. So that also helps. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked we we talked about this in the last episode too. So that's why um being able to even really disrupt them with the the Bennett is kind of I think an amazing addition for Dragapult here in this matchup. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. I I agree with that. Uh he can do the, the healing stuff with Malolana, but then again, that's kind of feeding into you, especially if you've already hit him twice. The math kind of still just works out where if you, you can get a couple pings on him and just throw his normal spread damage after, um, you not, might not de-evolve him into death, but you're de-evolving and setting him up into death, so you're hitting him with your, your snipe damage. All right, so I think... Another an actual interesting evolving deck that we need to talk about is Eternus, the one that scared Dragapult away for basically three months. Yeah, so Eternus came in with Darkness Ablaze and really kind of pushed Dragapult out of the meta. And at the at that point, he was basically one of like two to three top decks in the format, and he really couldn't keep up with Eternus because Eternus is so fast and consistent. And, there's, and there was no real tools to deal with it. But with Bennett and with the Energy Denial, um, with, with the Clefairies, with the, with the Hammers and the Garatinas, there's a very reasonable chance where your Eternatus player won't have energy for the first couple turns with your Clefables and your Hammers. And by the time he gets up and running, you've already done enough damage to the bench and to the active, where if you get a Shepard out there and de-evolve with the Bennett, if that is his only VMAX uh, Eternatus and you de-evolve him, now he loses his bench spaces on addition of probably dying on top of that. Um, so it really kind of swings the, not swings it in the favor of Dragapult, but at least it makes it uh, like, it, it's a 50-50 matchup at this point. Uh, of course, it's the it's early game is the most important in that matchup. Um, if you don't get those hammers or if you don't get those Clefables out to really kind of deal with Eternatus and, and kind of get ahead of him on that, then it might be a, a little bit of an uphill battle. 
but I find both decks are equally as bricky. So, do you think because of just that this is now a more favorable? It, it, is this matchup swing to Dragapult, or does it is it more fifty fifty? You know, you hit it at a fifty fifty, but you know, I'm seeing, I'm hearing it could possibly actually be better. So no, I th- I think it's it's closer to fifty fifty. Eternatus is very consistent and it it can get up and running and definitely just cause a lot of problems for Dragapult. But with the tools and like I said, if it comes out at the beginning game where you're getting those couple uh, bench Pokemon set up um, for Dragapult, it really kind of helps it. But I wouldn't say it's favored for Dragapult. I think it's it's probably slightly favored for Eternatus, but it's not a death sentence like it was in the last set where you, you just face Eternatus and it's like, oh, well, I lose. Now it feels like, you know, okay, I got Eternatus. It's going to be a rough match. But I have the tools that can really mess, it, mess with him and kind of go against what he wants to do is, you know, set up the big bench and and just swing into you big. But with the net, you could you can manage their bench size and their energies with the, with all the energy denial as well. So, like I said, right. I, I I find it it's yeah. Just yeah, no, I, I I I think I think one thing that's true is I, I I agree. Before this was a this was a dead match, right? Like you know, yeah. if, if you put, if Dragapult saw turns, it was over, and that's why everyone stopped playing Dragapult. Uh, but now, yes. now you you actually have a fighting chance. So yeah, and know, and actually, because I haven't seen a lot of people play Bennett, um other than myself, and talking to Atrocious Jake and Gyroshan from from Metapod, they they've been kind of running the same idea, and I don't know if you know if they've run into a lot of it, but I've played against the Eternatus like three times in the last couple days and I just smacked it because I de-evolve and it dies and then it loses its bench and then the game, the game is over. So I don't think a lot of people are prepping for that right now. You know, in the future, maybe people will, um, but it's definitely a fun thing to beat an Eternatus deck when they're just thinking it's an auto win. I'm, I, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad just even a single tool more along just evenly you know evens the playing field personally i i like yeah. that i like that a lot okay it, it just helps the general meta be balanced with dragapult and eternatus and you know on top of all these other decks that are good so it's not just oh it's just adp and it's gonna win or it's just send a score it's gonna win that it really opens it up where almost every type has a viable option for you know a viable A tier list. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's good for everyone. It yeah. really is. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about Senate Scorch though. So this is a, you know, probably my guess is a little more similar to Colossal, but you know, this deck I think is a lot faster. Do you does Dragapult have the speed to compete with Senate Scorch? Um Kind of. Uh, so it really, I, I find this matchup really depends 
on Santa Scorch's turn one. If he can get the welder off with the double energy onto Santa Scorch and one on the Volcanian on top of the flare starter, at that point, I find it is basically Santa Scorch's game to lose. But if, if the, you know, they don't get that and you're setting up and you can get a couple of those Clefairies and Bennett's kind of in play to kind of scare them, you can definitely two shot. You can definitely get that uh, Santa Scorch dead within two shots because a lot of times you're hitting into the Volcanian and killing it and then doing that 50 damage to the Santa Scorch. He'll come up and hit you and hurt you rather be- uh, you know, rather heavily. Uh, if you can uh, deny some of that energy and maybe even have a second Santa's or a, a se- second Dragapult set up, he can come in there and do that second da- uh, the second amount of damage and then se- proceed to send him onto the bench and de-evolve him for the kill. No, no, it does. It, I, I see what you're saying. You, you're, you're going from definitely, you know, you, you, it gives another, instead of having to go through a high health, you are going through a, you know, back to down to the 220 range and being mm-hmm. able to do that damage. I guess, I guess it, it really sounds like to me, though, that you actually have to have a second Dragapult ready to go. Uh, against that Senate Scorch match, if you're missing that second it, Dragapult, you're 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 kind of in bad shape. Um, it it definitely doesn't help if you don't have one ready to go like right away after your initial Dragapult dies. But it's not it's not insurmountable at, at that point either. Uh, it really, honestly, it really comes down to did the Senate Scorch player get that welder with the double energy and the flare starter? Um, and a lot of times it's a greedy play for them to do that and can kind of cost them if they're, you know, really stretching for that. I've seen, I've played against a couple Santa Scorch players that I feel that knew that they needed to do that. And then they'll d- double welder or, or get the double energy onto the Santa Scorch and then whiff getting a third energy and then just not be able to flare starter. And then at that point, they're just kind of dead in the water. Mm, okay. Okay. All right, I, so I, I, it, yeah, all in all, in that matchup, I, I think it, it really hinges really heavily on Santa Scorch's first turn. All right, okay. So uh, I think that really covers our main evolving focus decks here. Uh, let's get yeah. into the tag team non-evolvers. Uh, so mm-hmm. this is the, we're, what we're going to come cover here is you know we're going to. Cover ADP. The big three. Yeah, the big the big three. Uh, so let's let's start off with ADP here. You know um, how you know you know I, I obviously Bennett is now useless in this matchup because they don't. Bennett evolve. is yeah. Bennett is the useless in this matchup. But I find that before you know he was kind of pushed out of the meta, the Dragapult. That is, this was always I think a pretty at worst even matchup. And I still feel with, you know, the Clefairy engine, like we kind of already alluded to, it kind of still just makes it Dragapult's game to lose. You know, obviously decks can brick out um, depending on what you start with, but that's true with any deck. Um, aside from that, if, if, you're, if both, we're just assuming both decks are going and doing what they want to do, I, it Dragap- it's heavily favored in Dragapult's uh, favor in my eyes. In the, in the last week i've played this matchup 13 times and it's been it's been 11 and 2 wow 
that's I mean that's a big difference in my mind. You know that that's that's huge. Yeah, I I I don't fear ADP while playing Dragapult. It doesn't feel like a matchup that I should lose. That's cool. That's interesting. That's you know kind of good for me to hear personally because you know you know how much I love hating ADP. Um, oh yeah, I think most <laughs> if if anybody listening here hates ADP and they keep seeing ADP, just play Dragapult. It's always traditionally done well against it, and it's only doing better with the Clefairies and the Hammers and the Garatinas. It just does work against it, really. And if they for some reason throw um, a, a Zamazenta out, it has answers to it. You can ping it while it's on the bench. You can hit it while it's in the active, uh, and it. It's just a, it's it's a it's a fine matchup. Nice. All right, um, let's talk Ikaram slash Mew, the new uh, the really electric focused here though, but yeah. the, the Pikaram focused. Yeah, yeah. If you you find the Mew version, I, if they're playing the Mewtwo Mew, it's probably a mistake that they have them out there because of Mewtwo Mew's weakness is is the psychic. So they're probably kind of trying to avoid putting him out there for this specific matchup. And that just kind of boils down to like just classic Pikaram. And I've always found this one about 50, 50 as well. Um, I know Dragapult does have the, the energy disruption, but Pikaram just has that energy Excel more than most other decks. So it can be a little, you know, in the favor of the Picaron player, just getting that energy out there. Uh, and it really kind of just boils down to that early game again. If they, if that Picaron can get that tag pulled off in the first turn or two. Uh, you mean the full blitz? I, I, yeah, the full blitz. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the full blitz. If they get that off, it, it's, it's, it's a rough matchup. But it, again, it's 50-50. It's kind of give or take both ways. Um, you still do the spread damage. And you can still kind of control the board with the, the with the Fiones and whatnot. So, and Tool Scrapper. So it really just, again, it, early game kind of de- determines this one. All right. Okay. Um, and the other, any other notable tag teams that you want to cover? Um, so yeah, we can talk know. about uh, yeah, Luke Metal. Oh, that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Luke I... Metal. Yeah, Luke Metal is a little rough. Um, it. I would say it's not favored. It's, it's definitely Luke Metal's game to lose there. It's just there's so much healing and energy disruption and and just stalling out and all of that. And Dragapult naturally doesn't do a lot of damage. Uh, and if the Luke Metal is, is malalarming and having the metal goggles on now the snipe damage isn't doing anything and it just kind of hard to like bust through to get enough damage and that's not even considering if you're playing against a good luke metal player they're going to probably only have your luke metal one zashian for like some early game threats on knocking things out and then a zamazenta so even if you knock out you know the two main attackers they're just going to wall off with with Zamazenta because you've already had five prizes, but you're not, it's going to be just too hard to hit into to him late game, especially if he's already kind of taken a couple prizes off of you because he's two shotting you and he, you're like three shotting him. So it, it, it come, becomes rough. Right. It's, it almost sounds like you're, you're, what you end up seeing is a, 
um, you know, it, it is out controlling and out uh, out out manipulating Dragapult, which is trying to be pretty manipulative at this point. Yeah, and I, I would say the biggest difference, like Colossal and 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 Luke Metal, are very similar in the kind of strategy they want to impose. I mean, I know Luke Metal has energy disruption, but they they're basically trying to out tank you and heal and make you hit them three, four plus times where Colossal doesn't have that wall effect that, that uh, Zamazenta does. And, and you doesn't, and you can also not use the Bennett in that matchup to kind of help it in Dragapult's favor. Cause you can't de-evolve a Luke metal into just a, you know, a male metal or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of Lucario. <laughs> yeah, he just puts Lucario. He's not part of the card. <laughs> yeah, so you don't have that option as a Dragon Ball player, and it kind of hurts hurts it, but I don't know. Luke Metal kind of is a little bit dipping in the meta at the moment with Fire just becoming rampant and, and Garatina becoming very popular in a lot of decks just to, just to deal with Luke Metal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, you know, that's one of those things I keep thinking about when it comes to this with Dragapult here, it's the fear that if you can't use some of these new toys, it kind of goes back. And I think like Luke Mel metal is another one of those that got a couple extra toys in this meta that has made it pretty potent. Um, it, it can be uh, definitely. It's, it's, not but perfect. it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. No, but I'm I'm just saying I, I and like we we I think we hinted at this in the other uh, well maybe this was actually cut out is Luke Mel a, a really good Luke Mel metal player um, they like the long game and if they, if it's going yes. long game for them you're it's not going well for you yeah most of the time that's probably correct in this matchup for sure all right um. Let's talk about single prizers. I mean, I think this one, I think we kind of understand this is are very typically heavily towards Dragapult. Is that still true in the current version of Dragapult? I feel it is. Um, all the single prize decks you see out there, you'll see um, Mad Party, which it really kind of eats for breakfast. That's like the, almost the closest thing you can have to an auto win, I feel. Um, you have Baby Blacephalon, which is, you know, it can be a very scary matchup because, you know, Blacephalon can just blow something off the water from, you know, full health to dead. But with the spread energy, if you're playing it correctly, you can take multiple prizes uh, on a certain turn and also just kind of prevent what they want to do and really hinder them from really setting up the way they want. So I, I would say that's the, probably the closest one prizer like matchup, and I still think it's slightly favored in the Dragapult's direction. We also got you know the new Babyzard, which I think the new Babyzard is it's a good deck. I don't know, especially if it's it sometimes feels as a little inconsistent, and if it is a little inconsistent, that snipe damage with Dragapult and Zigzagoon pings is really just eating up those Charmanders for breakfast and it really kind of hurts them. Yeah, I can tell you from uh, playing Baby Zard, um, if you whiff, it, it hurts. But, um, you know, 
I, I I don't know. I, I still like that deck a lot right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely viable. I, 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 I would very much be uh, scared of Dragapult because, and not because you typically, I think it's because I'm going to lose my Oranguru, and I really yeah. don't want to lose my Oranguru. That's who I. That's who I want to yeah. keep more than anyone else in the uh, in the deck right now. And if I lose that, I'm I'm really upset. Yeah, with a couple uh, zigzag zigzag pings with and with the the fifty snipe damages to two shotting him on the bench. I mean, a lot of those baby zards can play the scoop up nets kind of pseudo like heal him. Uh, so that that could be something that you can think about. Um, but I still think it's definitely. Dragapult's game to lose on that one um, as well. Um, another notable single prizer deck would be the new Whimsicott deck with uh, the Tool Flinger deck. I've only yeah, has, played it twice. I, I've only played it twice that matchup. Um, it does feel like it's been 50-50. It's one-on-one. Um, it does feel that y- you can control it as a Dragapult player. Um, a little bit more than any other VMAX deck uh, out there. I feel that that his strategy is a little bit more hindered with Dragapult with the spread damage compared to, you know, like a Santa Scorch or, or a Colossal or a Turnitus or something like that. Yeah, I guess I guess my thought is when, I, when I'm thinking this, um, looking at that match up there, uh, you're really, because you're going to take out the, uh, the Whimsicott inactive, if mm-hmm. you can de-evolve another one just to slow them down or like de-evolve and Marnie one to get it out of their hand, that, yeah. that can really change that match up there. So I think, th- I, you know, I, I, that one's to me is like, that sounds like we need lots of practice here. Uh, and, yeah. and just kind of, and I, I think that's true for that Whimsicott, which we're going to get into in our next regular scheduled episode. <laughs> yeah. But I do also want to, you, you kind of just mentioned it there, another you know, key strategy in any evolving deck you're playing against is that de-evolution de- de- and Marnie it away. Um, even if you're not, you know you're not killing it, but it, it might be a, a threat. You know, if you're killing the active and this VMAX is going to come up, even, even if it's like a full health, you can de-evolve it and throw it on the bottom of the deck and make it that much harder for them to get you know, what they're trying to get going. So that's another key aspect to what makes Dragapult, you know, that much better than it was, you know, in the meta before. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it's fun, to, it's fun to do that and see your opponent put the, 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 the angry face emoji up there. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> I did that a couple times and they must have just gotten nothing because they did the, the mad face a couple times where they spammed it like two, three times. And then just quit. So, <laughs> yeah, I could I could see how that could be really uh really frustrating. Yeah, especially if it's like a Santa Scorch with a lot of energy on it, and it's like, <laughs> okay, well, your Santa Scorch isn't one shot of me now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I think really what Vivid Voltage has brought into the game more than anything. I think it's more apparent now is spread damage decks out there. And yes. what is your thought on the matchups and the spread damage? Let's note most notably Ore Beetle for Dragapult. I find that the Ore Beetle matchup is very favored in the Dragapult's uh, the favor because I think Dragapult just spreads damage better and more consistently. 
and has actually a better just basic attack um, onto the active. And I've not seen many of these Orbeetle lists because they like to pivot a lot with a bunch of different Pokemon, not, not even having the, the option of the de-evolution Banette. So you're, you're doing more damage consistently to like a, like a single bench Pokemon as a Dragapult player, and you can also de-evolve it. And again, with the Orbeetles, you can de-evolve it and Marnie, and it kind of messes with their strategy, even if you're not killing it. Um, but then again, you're still just doing more damage, you know, head-to-head um, than that Orbeetle is. I've played the matchup like four times, and I don't, I have not lost that matchup. Wow. Again, that's limited testing, but in the testing, I've never once thought, or never even had really a close game. Well, I mean, that, that's the, uh, you know, I guess that is the current danger of the ladder right now. Uh, you know, it's much, we've, we, I think we're all in the boat of, we want more testing. Uh, we're trying to do our best to get that testing, but sometimes it's just not possible with the way, yeah. uh, every how everything's being played out. Jake, so... You know, the other spread damage deck out there, again, uh, and it's making a comeback, it's in a different form, is the Inteleon Darmanaton version spread out there. Uh, have you faced this at all, and what's been the, the matchup like for you there? Yeah, I've faced it a few times, and it, this one's very strange, because I feel that Dragapult can do very good against it, especially with the Binet, because um, it can... It, in on paper, it could de-evolve both those main hitters and kind of still do its main game plan. But Inteleon in this matchup is super scary because when he wants to, he can just snipe the bench and kill kill the Bennett or the Clefairy, or I'm sorry, the the Shuppet or the Clefairy off the bench. And then you're kind of sitting there not doing as much damage, playing the same game, but just not quite hitting as hard. So I, I feel that, you know, it, it's definitely winnable, but I think it's just kind of in the favor of Inteleon, definitely. Um, but again, if, if if you get up and rolling faster or, you know, you just get your, your engine running with the with the energy disruption or the uh, de-evolution de and hand disruption, it's definitely within reason of, you know, Dragapult expecting a, a big dub. All right. Okay. Um, I think that's going to cover it up for us on the matchups now. I think what we're looking at here is the big question in our tradition. We need the ranking. What do you rank new and improved, in my mind, Dragapult? <clears throat> okay. I know people might give me crap for, you know, maybe overrating it. I don't think I am. Um, so we got to keep this in mind. Dragapult was meta before Eternatus came in. Now Dragapult can deal with Eternatus it, as at least like at 50-50, like we t- we've already discussed. And before Eternatus came into the meta, there wasn't a lot of hard matchups. And I still feel that there's not a lot of auto-loss matchups. There's, at very worst, you know, slightly under 50-50. I really want to give it an S, but I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna give it an S. I'll, I'll give it an A. I still feel it is, and and a lot of people I've seen even just today on Twitter where where um, 
Flex Daddy Righteous uh, from from tag team gave it a tier three, and I think he's severely underrating how good Dragapult really is. I, I think a lot of people are. I, I'm giving him an A, and I'm going to stand on this hill and die on it if I have to. <laughs> I, I think he has the potential to you know move up even further from that. Now, now I, I haven't listened to that, and maybe some of our listeners haven't listened to that. But what was what was the criticism for where it was at? Did they go into that at all, or no? No, nope. Just they just had a tier list and had him at three. And I've seen many other people on there giving him a tier three um, as well. And all I've had to say to all of that is, again, he was the meta deck the one that caused the most, uh, you know, disruption or, or it was the highest percentage played before Eternatus came to the crowd. And like I said, I, I don't know if these uh, if people just can think that this Eternatus matchup is an auto loss because it's not, uh, it's, it's definitely at least 50, 50. Um, and I, in that matchup alone, I think that it just makes Dragapult a, t- a tier material, a tier material, um, in this meta. All right. Well, I think that does just does about it for us today. Then with our special correction, technical bonus episode. Yeah. Sorry for everybody that had to put up with our technical issues and didn't get to get the full episode this week, but we're going to try to get this out uh, yep. as soon as possible. Um, and then have next week's uh, episode scheduled as normal. Yep. All right. Hey, uh, thank you all again for joining us. And for those, just as a reminder, the best way to support us is to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, It goes a long way for us. So thank you again. Yes, thank you. Thank you again for listening to Triple P. The best way to support us is to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. You can leave us a comment or question on Twitter at PitPokeyPod or on the Triple P Facebook page. We also stream box openings online and live play at twitch.tv slash dukeofhobbies. There you can earn TCGO codes and more. If you have made or know any Pokemon artists, send us a message and we will feature an artist each episode. Gotta catch them all.